1: Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 11th, 2009. Newcomers should always go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of talks I've given in the past where I tried to give you shortcuts to understanding uh, the big picture of the system, the one system that runs the planet and its myriad of arms. And specialised departments, which all work with it, as they guide us into this planned socialist new world order, the dream of Fabians really for a long time, and many other agencies as well. Also, look into cutting through dot com. These are the other sites, and if Yahoo gets yanked again, you can always go in there and find all the audios and shows, etc. And it's a good idea to pick one or the other anyway and get used to using them because uh, that spreads the bandwidth, it gives the service less chance to bitch about anything back to me, and uh, as I say, they're all standbys, it's good to have the standbys. You can also get me a cutting through the matrix.net.us.ca, and uh, don't forget this one because it's uh, also got transcripts as well as audios, and you can print up these transcripts in the various languages of Europe. That's AlanWattSentinel.eu. Very good site. And I always should say at the start, I always forget to uh, uh, that basically the listeners bring me to themselves by buying that what I have for sale at CuttingTheMatrix.com. You can see what to do if you want to buy anything. That's quite simple. And also you can donate to me as well. The donations trickle in and they keep me going with all the expenses I have here. And there's a lot of expenses, believe you me. Uh, for those who simply get the disc passed around that others have burned for them and play on their CD, you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, site 41, Box 4, Esther Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, 3, E, as in Elizabeth, 4, N, as in Nora, 1. That's P, 3, E, 4, N, 1. As I say, that's what keeps me going. I I couldn't have had all the offers, as all the other hosts do, uh, to take um, portions from the advertisers, which would keep me in an incredible state of luxury, to be honest with you, if I did and um and i don't i don't do that because then to an extent you're compromised if you compromise compromised what you can say etc and then you have to bring them all on as guests and all you're doing then is listening to an hour's show really an hour's advertising so i keep it the way it is and if i go under i go under i've done an awful lot to change the whole patriot idea the system i've taken them out of the dark ages and shown them the big picture and luckily, everyone's followed. And that was the whole intent of it, to get them to follow and to break out of the naval gazing that it had for so long and realize the whole world is going under this totalitarian New World Order system. And that's quite an achievement, believe you me. Everything has to change in this new system. Everything, and I've said before, Uh, The Club of Rome came up with the idea back in the 1970s to to blame global warming. They were looking for ideas to unite the planet, and they said that global warming would do. But under the auspices of global warming, governments would have to change all of society, regulate it all, from birth to to death to cradle to grave. Back with more on this after these messages. We're cutting through the matrix, discussing how, a long time ago, one think tank was given the, the mission to find a way to unite the planet, uh, a mission where, under some guise or threat or something, that the public would see it as a time of warfare, and under warfare, we all do what we're told. We allow governments to expand and to intrude into our lives and basically take over and become the real boss right down into the family unit. Uh, so they looked for something that would cause that, and they said that they hit upon the idea of global warming. That would fit the bill. That's from their own book. That's exactly what they said. And, of course, now that global warming tends to be poo-pooed because it's been cooler than ever, and where I am now, it has been frost every morning. And there's still a fire on at night, believe it or not but that doesn't stop them so they're calling it climate change which just changes in the weather because this agenda and you always find this with these guys because it's a global agenda they can't alter them they can't alter something and have all this mass of followers all these other think tanks all these other foundations all these NGOs working with them they can't have them all trying to catch up so they stick to their agenda re- regardless what happens and and As I've said before, this agenda is is intended to eventually come right down to pure eugenics. Who should live? Who should die? Because we're all costing the planet in CO2. We're poisoning the planet. And there's so much uh, energy used per person, etc., in their lifetime. This is how they're trying to rationalize this utter nonsense. And remember, eugenics is behind it at the top. They're very open about it. In fact, I'll put a link up. At the end of the show, on my site, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, on the wonderful animal lover David Suzuki, who was pushed by the World Wildlife Fund and all the biggies, all the big foundations, etc. And he is a professor himself. He's, he's a, a geneticist. And in this old, old video, you'll hear him talking to his peer group when he was younger. This is when he was working on finding ways to sterilize. Interestingly enough, the fruit fly. But he, he calls the, the people maggots, the general population maggots. He says, most people are just maggots, he says. He says, uh, he says, they're not happy to move out of stage 9 or 10 maggots. They stay down there. There are some who want to get on. They become the fat maggots, he says. So I guess he was already being picked up because of his eugenical views by the big fat maggots. But I'll put up the link at the end of the show. For you to see for yourself what's really in these characters that are presented to us as such wonderful people who care about the planet and nice little furry animals and getting back to this particular article here this ties right in with what I'm saying too this shows you what's going through academia, you've got to understand academia is very important to get this whole agenda through it's the easiest thing to brainwash those in academia. They smell what's politically correct, or they'll look for a good future for themselves in a nice fat paycheck, and they adapt very quickly. All studies that have been done, and I've read some before, show that those in the middle and upper middle classes adapt quickest to politically correct changes because they don't want to be the oddball in their peer group. This is from the... Stiftung Mercator, this particular one, Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research. It's called The Great Transformation. The impact of global climate change is not limited to specific areas in our lives. With its social, cultural, social, cultural, remember, economic and psychological implications, climate change represents a shift towards a new era, which concerns all levels of the global community, markets and mindsets, global cooperations, and democracy, everything. To embrace this complexity and to discuss the core issues of climate change as cultural change, it says, the Institute for Advanced Study in the Humanities in Essen, Sitton Mercator, in cooperation with the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research, and Wupperdale Institute for Climate and Environmental and environment and energy will host the international academic conference which is titled the great transformation climate change as cultural change 8th to the 10th of june 2009 in essen germany and they have follow-ups and of course they've got all the biggies there preaching about global warming and all the the social engineers there across the planet from the big foundations to ensure, and this is where they'll lay down the format, really, for the rest of the world to copy. The whole new Fabian system is being brought in with massive government worldwide, eventually under world government, one world government, where they'll rule you from birth to death with the planned sustainable society. Sustainable means whatever figure should be born in a year will be born, and no more. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's a political agenda wrapped in scientific nonsense. That's what it's about. Now, here's an article, too, from The Telegraph. And it says here, Economic Union security proposals are dangerously authoritarian, uh, have they just noticed. The European Union is stepping up efforts to build an enhanced pan-European system of security and surveillance, which critics have described as dangerously authoritarian. By Bruno Waterfield in Brussels, published 10th of June 2009. Civil Liberties groups say the proposals would create an Economic Union ID card register, Internet surveillance systems, that's already here. Satellite surveillance, that's already here. Automated exit-entry border systems operated by machines reading biometrics and risk-profiling systems, that's already here. Europe's justice ministers will hold talks on the domestic security policy and surveillance network proposals, known in Brussels circles as the Stockholm Programme, on July 15th with the aim of finishing work on the EU's first-ever internal security policy by the end of 2009. To Jack the European Justice and Security Commissioner, yesterday publicly declared that the aim was to develop a domestic security strategy for the EU, once regarded as a strictly national home affairs area of policy. So now it's international. National frontiers should no longer restrict our activities, he said, but once again, they're international. Marc François, Conservative spokesman in Europe, has demanded immediate clarity on where the government stands on this. These are potentially dangerous proposals which could interfere in Britain's internal security, he said. The chaos and division in Gordon Brown's government is crippling Britain's ability to make its voice heard in Europe. But it's impossible to get your voice heard in Europe, since each uh, member of the European Parliament it's about 40 seconds a year to say something. Critics of the plans have claimed that moves to create a new information system architecture of Europe-wide policy and security databases will create a surveillance state. As a surveillance. Europe, basically. But that was always the intention of it. They don't just sit back and see what we would do next. This was always the intent of it all. Remember, Jack Zatali wrote in Millennium, and he works for the United Nations. He was a key mover for the European Union. He said that the world they're bringing in will be a world where there are a nomadic group. The nomadic group are the highly, highly sought for employees, technological type employees who will move across the world to to office, to office. They'll never really have a home. They'll be well-paid, living in a life of luxury. They'll work for the big corporations, etc. They're not laboring class. They're other intellectual or technological class. Call them the nomads. He jumped back 80, 90 years in H.G. Wells because it's the same agenda. As I say, they never change it. In his book, um, A Modern Utopia, said the same thing. The, the show ID cards, etc., that there would be this transit moving class of workers who moved where they were needed. That's the only reason you could move, as if the big boys at the other end put your name in and said you were needed. The rest of you will be stuck inside the borders of your existing countries as you basically go down redu- reduction in numbers, put it that way one way or another, as they as he get rid of the inferior old man types. It says, critics of the plan claim that moves to create a new information system architecture of euro-wide security and security bases will create a surveillance state. Well, it's already here. Yesterday, I was, I was trying to explain what the Soviet Union was like, and I said, well, you know, he needs ID cards and permit travels for, or for travel, And you had had to um, obey guys with machine guns, etc., checkpoints, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, in fact, well, it's exactly as we are now across Western world. You see, we are now the Soviet Union. Perceptions are incredible. If you just simply don't say the word, people will never get it. If you don't say communism, Sovietism, people won't click, even though... It's exactly the same. That's why the media avoid these words. They'll describe it all, but they won't use the word. Because if they use the word, you go, bingo. And you'll say, why is this? You're supposed to all think this is all normal. Yeah, normal. The new normal. The children think it is. They're getting trained at school. I've been for ages to go through checkpoints. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. I've given talks in the past on... Bernays and how they basically created the 20th century American culture. These were all relatives of Freud. And of course they had a much bigger agenda at work. A planned agenda, believe you me. They knew where they were going. It's amazing too that one of the uh, descendants of Freud is still doing the same stuff for the British government and for big organizations in Britain helping to keep the, update the culture as they go on to the next phase and the next phase. People never think that their culture is controlled. They think they, they are the culture. Yet every country in the Western world has a department of culture. The department of culture, if you look into it, you can get a grant if you want. If you want to write a book, for instance, as long as you say and fill in the form they you for radical change, and you must specify what kind of radical change. If it falls in with the politically correct radical change areas, you'll get the grant. They've been doing this for 60 years. That's why you'll see so many messages in little rotten movies they make for television. CBC in Canada is fantastic for doing that. And Britain does it all the time, too. And I've talked about America's cultural cold war where the CIA ran all the apparently lefty groups uh, in the U.S. during the, the Cold War. They still run it today. And the idea was to drastically, again, reduce and alter society, as we know, to blend with that, the Soviet Union, eventually. But they had to go utterly radical with it. And the thing was, too, to destroy the concept of what a man was and what a woman was. That was essential. The music industry... Remember for Plato said uh, he wanted musicians licensed 2,300 years ago because of the power it could have over the young to change them. They've always understood the power of music, for instance. Therefore, naturally, they have run music. They, they tried. This particular group, they wanted this world system, understood perfectly well. To bring in a brand new system, you had to destroy everything, everything that would remind people of an old way. Any alternate way had to be eradicated, and they've done a darn good job of it. How did they do it? Well, monkey see, monkey do. Simple as that. You see, much music has had more should get more and more Oscars or whatever they give them for for the jobs they've done in just helping destroy society and all the organisations before them. Plato mentioned the fashion industry goes hand in glove with it. Drama, the movie industry, big part of it. And of course, as I say, promiscuity has been promoted until people are basket cases when they get get older. They can't bond with anyone. They run off and see psychiatrists. They have all these therapy groups. They just can't figure out what's wrong with them. That's the job that's been done on them. But women definitely had one massive job done on them. Men did too. But women definitely, they were told they could run out and have it all. Well, no one can have it all. And of course, in the real world too, you can't just work your way up there and become successful any more than the men can. You try and work your way up. You're brought up if you're chosen to get up there. Otherwise you end up in a mediocre position for life. Here's monkey see, monkey do again. And this is from The Telegraph. It says, women could overtake men for cocaine use. I I don't know if people in the West understand, in in America and Canada understand, that Britain's a basket case with alcohol now. And they have all these groups of women going across the, the channel for holidays, getting absolutely terribly drunk and uh, behaving uh, terrible. You, you'll see the photographs in many newspapers of them and how they suffer for it eventually. Everyone suffers. But women could overtake men for cocaine use. Young women are now on a par with men for abusing cocaine after a sharp increase in those taking the, the Class A drug by Tom Whiteshead, Home Affairs editor. One in 15 women aged 10, age 10 to 25 admit they've taken the drug after the proportion increased by a third in just three years. The sharp rise has sparked concerns that young women will soon overtake their male counterparts for cocaine use. It echoes patterns seen with alcohol abuse where there's been a rise in women binge-drinkers and will further fuel evidence of a growing Ladette culture. They get absolutely sloshed go out in gangs looking for men and one-night stands and so on. Cocaine is seen as more socially acceptable, and listen to this now. Cocaine is seen as more socially acceptable and glamorous as high-profile celebrities such as Kate Moss, Jodie Kidd, and Amy Winehouse have been exposed for alleged involvement with the drug. See, all that stuff is promotion. Everything you see is promotion for the drug. And Amy Winehouse, remember, came out with that awful song, where she says, um, they tried to put me in rehab and I said, no, 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 that's in the song. And her whole bad girl image, you see, is an inducement for young females who are not so wealthy, not so rich, to admire these so-called stars to emulate. Even opera singer Catherine Jenkins has admitted to taking a cocaine a number of times several years ago, but has since spoken out against drugs. Nothing is by accident. I'll be back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you
0: can handle the truth.
1: Alan Watts, we're cutting through the matrix. Cutting through the matrix. It's an article which shows you how laws get put in the books, basically, and the public start to accept something. As I say, we adapt so quickly to everything, and we don't think very much about anything, to be honest with you. We simply <laughs> adapt, and we don't ask why, and we definitely don't complain and to the authorities and say, no, we just accept. And this article here is to show you how far something that was introduced not long ago is acceptable and how it's being used for different things now. And this is from an article from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It starts off with a loaded gun going to school by mistake, actually. A, ter- a different article altogether. However, it's, when you scroll down the story, and I'll put the link up too, it says, At Penn Hills High School this morning, Chief Burton said, a student was walking up and down a hallway using a cell phone. School policy permits students to have cell phones but not to use them during school except in emergencies, Chief Burton said. <clears throat> A Penhills police officer officer told him to put the phone away and go to class. The kid refused to listen, Chief Burton said. The officer took him by the arm and said, you have to go to the office. The student resisted. Now, this is their side of it, don't know yet. Pushed the officer. They always have to say that for a reason, for charges. The officer, defending himself, right, from this um, young student, took out his stun gun and did a drive stun. Chief Burton said a drive stun involves pushing the taser against a portion of the body and squeezing the trigger, thus immobilizing a portion of the body, such as the leg, or the whole body, obviously. He said this affects about a two- or three-inch area. While on the floor, the student was still resisting, was probably writhing all over the place, and was placed in handcuffs, Chief Burton said. The student complained of a headache and dizziness and was taken to Forbes Regional Hospital. Now, since when did they start giving electric shock? I call it uh, electrocution. See, let's start calling it what it is here. Understand, they want us to use the terms taser, etc., and a drive, stun, and all this nonsense. What you're seeing are people being electrocuted, it doesn't sound quite so nice, does it? But it's more accurate. But since when did it start electrocuting students at school who disobey a command? See, now it's being used. Now it's being used for compliance. It was supposed to be drawn and used if the officer was in fear of his life. Now it's simply being used Oh the guy's giving me some cheek, take this sunny boy, zap, electrocution. And the public again, chew the grass, chew the cud, watch TV, and adapt, and adapt, and adapt, until they see people getting zapped in the street, for goodness knows what reason, if there's any reason at all, and they'll think it's all quite normal. Maybe you'll get zapped when you're standing in line, for your groceries, and you haven't brought your own recycled plastic bag with you, I don't think that's normal too. quite something <clears throat> Last year, I mentioned an article from Italy, Italy being under the EU, and they set a precedent where they banned all home schooling uh, and at least the prime minister. Uh, told the truth. They said, This is we can't have any child not in the system being given the same indoctrination as all the rest. That's the reason for trying to ban it. And we know that Hillary made that uh, when she was running a while ago, she made that a big thing too. She said that she would ban homeschooling. In the socialist Fabian agenda, it's essential that no child can come up. With an alternate way of looking at things, or a different indoctrination or education. So here they're doing it in Britain now, and it's from the Guardian.co.uk. Get tough on home tuition to weed out abuse, says review. Now that the very title is meant to give you the be-all and end-all, the start and the end, the alpha and the omega. Get tough on home tuition to weed out abuse. so so your conclusion is given to you right away says review opponents question independence of review and accuse author of advocating extraordinary invasion of the family Uh, what's left to invade Hmm. so the government will be advised to crack down on home education to ensure it is not being used as a cover for child abuse or for parents to avoid Well, look what they're doing to our children in school they're electrocuting them like that last article, I guess that's alright. <laughs> what a world, eh? As a cover for child abuse, or for parents to avoid educating their children at all, in an independent review that has angered families that homeschool their children. Now, listen to this an independent review. We'll, we'll get to who really was behind it. The inquiry into home education was ordered by ministers in January to investigate whether home education is used to conceal child abuse, such as neglect. Forced marriage, sexual exploitation, or domestic servitude. Here's a World Fabian Society training us all to be servants to the state. They're such hypocrites, aren't they? Sources close to the review have confirmed that this author, this independent review, was the former director of children's services at Kent County Council. Graham Badman, how can you dream up these names? Graham Badman is looking favorably at proposals that would require parents to register their children with their council when they are born, She it just an essential, or when they move to a different local authority. When you register something, you see, it's no longer yours. <coughs> it's the state's. Campaigners claim the move would fundamentally undermine the responsibility that lies with parents to ensure their child is receiving a good education. Now, who defines what a good education is? A good indoctrination by the state is quite easy to define. And allow the state an unprecedented intrusion into family life. The review has sparked a furious row between home-educating families and social services. Social services won't be happy until they rule the roost across the country, and every country. They can have no other gods before them. That's standard with all government agencies. The government estimates that around 20,000 children are registered with local authorities as receiving home tuition, but the real number could be closer to 50,000 because parents are obligated to inform authorities only if they withdraw a child from school, not if they have never been to school so they're going after the whole kit and caboodle but that's no surprise to listeners to this show no surprise whatsoever now I'll go to the callers and there's Vince from the UK I'll take him first his long distance is there Vince? oh hi yes hi
0: Alan yeah, um, yeah just backtracking slightly um It's just about the cultural, culture creation sort of issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you see, nothing happens by accident. It all comes from the top down, and it's all controlled. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just uh, have a bit of a... I can't... Yeah, I, I, I do understand what you're saying, like, in terms of... Yeah, it's massively
1: controlled. That's obvious when I look at the spot. I've, you know. I've seen it working in Britain. I've, well, seen, it, I've, I've seen people at the top who came from Eton sitting with tweed suits in their 40s, 50s and 60s decide mm. who would be the top uh, musicians, the top 10, top 20, 40 for the next month. Uh, I saw that years ago. I met yeah. the big producers who helped do the stuff for the BBC bringing in the social yeah, themes that would go with well. it I just, like, I'm just, yeah.
0: um, what I'm trying to get at here is like I mean nothing and everything I just think it's that is like
1: it's not leaving a lot of hope for us is it? You know what I mean? well that, that's exactly right it's, it's not meant to let leave you hope in fact Bertrand Russell says that they would eventually create during the big change to allow the change to come through they'd create a massive apathy amongst the people and and that was published in his own book you know
0: yeah but what about do you really
1: think a band
0: like the Sex Pistols just mm-hmm. came down from the you know from the top that it was, was it oh
1: no what, what they do what they do is you know
0: the, the The monkeys were manufactured in the
1: 60s, and they're manufacturing everything. But look, the the sex pistols, do you really think they were manufactured? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you've got to look at what the image was. And they said themselves, eventually they would push uh, an image of nihilism, hopeless nihilism. And when you get guys screaming and screaming and screaming, and you you get guys who ultimately OD because they want to die, uh, that's called nihilism. You know? But don't you think that nihilism is just a reflection of what's happening? In no, the world? no, that's uh, that's the biggest that's the biggest nonsense out there. Now there are some groups that will go their own way. They won't get to the top. They become well known. They become well known because uh, because even though their albums aren't pushed that much, because they do so much touring, they, they will be uh, the occasional group here or there. But the big boys themselves that suddenly come out of nowhere and are put there uh, with their image. Uh, believe you me they're made up on the spot in some studio they're picked out of lineups and says you're you're now a band here's your four four hits you'll have over the next year and then you take your cash and you run that's it No, absolutely but do you really think that every band that exists has been created in that way not every band what you do when you change the culture from one thing to rap say for instance you put out the first rap artist because the rest of them copy you see that becomes the new thing, they, they can smell it in the wind. This is to be successful. Uh-huh. So a whole bunch of small ones come up and do their own thing and they basically copy. Just just like when they brought out rock, people copied the ones that were given to them to emulate. So there's lots think, and lots of ones you really below them. Rock, you know,
0: you know but it, it's symbolic of a Masonic thing, like a symbol, like, but isn't rock just from rock and roll? Rock and roll just comes from black people. playing...
1: Uh, well, well you start off with pop. Pop. Yeah. Pop is the, pop is the father. You see, and then mm. rock is the foundation. Rock is the foundation for it. And then you were into uh, and in the rock in the old legends, you always have the iron in. Uh, you have the the sword is in the rock. King Arthur. Yeah.
0: You understand? Yeah, you
1: like rock music. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? i played lots of rock music. <laughs> but like you pull music. the sword out you of the like stone, music. and then from there on, you go into heavy metal, which is a sword, and from there on, you just go down and down until you have rap that you wrap it up. That's yeah, the bottom yeah. level, not, it's not wrapped up. I've yeah. seen this stuff before, I understand what you saying. But yeah. I'm not convinced. But and, literally. And, and literally, when you look at the albums, look at so many of the albums, not that the youngsters who pose know what they're doing, they're told what to, how to stand. And, You'll see all of them, the som- sonic uh, stances, the flashing of the symbols, and so on. Uh, they, they're simply managed by the guys in charge of them. Yeah, I
0: know, you I know,
1: know. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to leave it there and um, listen to the rest of the show. And yeah. Thanks a lot for listening to me. Okay. And what? I remember talking to Jerry Marsden and different people who started off very early on, uh, before I was up and going. And, and these guys really were real genuine guys. They sang nice songs. It was traditional. It was, it was acceptable with all these groups. And they worked their way up in the clubs and they got a few hits and so on. And Jerry said the same thing. He said, since these pros came in with their agenda, he says it's just plummeted uh, and uh, the culture went down a hill. Everybody then knew that what was going on, you know. And that's how it really is. And, um, there's Derek from New Hampshire. There, dear Derek. Hi, Alan. Yes.
2: Um. Yeah. This is a great show. Uh, I'm gonna have to remember. What was it uh, the 11th? You said. Yeah. yeah. I, have to, I have to burn this and pass it around to my half, um, half dead, <clears throat> half awake family who can't seem to break out of that. Uh, the music. They 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 need the music still. They need yeah. the movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this uh, to go back to Amy Winehouse. I mean, even the name Winehouse,
1: and she's singing about rehab. That's right, and she's always drunk, and on, yeah. when you see her on the, on the little Much music stuff, and yeah. Yeah, and she—I noticed too. She brought back the
2: beehive hairdo. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
2: uh, yeah, and, she, and and I can bring it around to the, the school and everything because you know my, my mate, the mother of my my children, are she's real into Amy Winehouse. She she thinks it's good music and liberating and everything, but mm-hmm. she also thinks it's you know nice and whatnot to go. You know, go out and have a good time, drink some, drink some alcohol, and yeah. it's like she's entitled to it, you know. hmm And uh, now I'm having a serious, uh, not 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 all-out war, but I'm just trying to discuss taking my child out of school. Yeah. Because you know, I see, I pick him up. He's in first grade. I pick him up. He's in a line. He's not allowed to walk out of the line. If he does, you know, he gets reprimanded.
1: Yep.
2: And it's just a shame, you know. We have a daughter too, so I'm gonna and keep her out from getting in there but you know it's, it's a real shame to have to have to go through this at home
1: absolutely absolutely and you have no choice because the indoctrination at school like russell and others have said is so perfected that the scientific indoctrination they have at school is so perfected uh, that child becomes an utter stranger very quickly and you'll never get through to them you know
2: i know I saw it with my mate, we, we were on, it seemed like we were the same level, we were into the Sex Pistols.
1: Mm-hmm. we
2: met, you know, yeah. I, I kind of grew out of that, I was like, well, because there, there was other bands out there that weren't getting pushed that did have a better message, yeah. and Sex Pistols, you know, number one, number one punk band, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. think about it, yeah. but yeah, that's, uh, it is a hard step, you know, to step to that, okay, yeah, they're uh, controlling us through the music.
1: Oh yeah, they've they've always been doing it. I could, I could do whole shows on it and, it, and its history. And um, I think it was Johnny Rotten, wasn't it? Too. They also um, end up killing himself, uh, overdosing. Or Sid Vicious, there, yeah. Sid Vicious, yeah, and Sid too. I mean, what a life he had, and his mother and all the rest of it. They're all into to to, to incredible um, addictive lives with the hard stuff, and that was getting promoted for the people and
2: uh, oh I know and uh, they had the Ramones over here they had the, the the Ramones if you look at their look at their emblem it's not their emblem at all yes <laughs> and yes. It's, or you break down their name this is you know, Ram 1 yes but uh, Alan I'll let you get, get on but thanks for
1: taking my call uh, thanks for calling back in a moment after these messages Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix yeah, and it's sad when you find out that everything really is controlled but yeah there were some groups out there that tried uh, to do their own thing and uh, they had talent and so on but whenever they went in a different direction they get hit and I think the one who called was Vince and I think that's Vince from The Clash he's written before and uh, I know things happened to them when they tried to do their own thing as well you, you, they come down on you that's, and, and if that has been, I think it was been, um, I'll get back to you now. I've still got your, your book here, by the way. But, uh, we'll go now to uh, Andrea from New York, if she's here. you're there, Andrea.
3: Hello, Ellen. Yes. Hi. Um, I was, in terms of culture creation, I was thinking about Marcel Duchamp, and uh, uh, I went, uh, looked up uh, his urinal on uh, Wikipedia, and um, he called it um, the fountain. And you know, uh, and he, uh, a group of uh, experts, panel of experts, apparently, 2004, said it was the most important, most influential work of art of the uh, 20th century.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that I think that he was a um, uh, uh, a Freemason. Yes. Was he?
1: Yes it was yeah,
3: and um uh, yeah um I wanted to, there was something else uh, I wanted to say uh, that, that that I oh yeah, and the whole cubist movement mm-hmm. that's that's interesting, don't you think i mean um yes oh, yeah. uh, because, because of the cube was that the uh, the symbol of the perfected man uh, in
1: Freemasonry. yeah, the the cube again is the the ashler, the perfected man, yeah. Yeah, everything is is geometry in in their system, and and that's how they lay out the streets of capitals, and Washington, D.C. is fantastic to study, Uh, and you've got the Kabbalistic tree, you've got everything in the the road plans of Washington, Mm D.C., of this wonderful Christian country, as people keep saying, uh, but it's a very, very old agenda, and people came in to the the United States before it was the United States and intergenerationally worked to prepare it for its future yeah
3: right um incidentally I I called a few weeks ago uh, and I was talking about the um uh, this building in Manhattan the Red Square
1: yes and um I sent you some pictures did you get I got them the other day yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, quite amazing quite amazing yeah
3: okay okay Uh, well I'm glad you got them um uh, it's, it's it's pretty strange having a building like that, don't you think?
1: Um, oh, absolutely. I think it's even more strange that no one seems to mention it all through the Cold War. <laughs> um,
3: well, it was built in um, 1989. Yeah. Yeah. That still the, that's the very end
1: of it. I guess. That was at the end of the Cold War, yeah. 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 And it's interesting, too, it's got the name Einstein all over the place at the top, you know.
3: Yeah, well, what is, uh, and what does, what does that mean? What do you
1: think he's saying with that? Well, Einstein gave many... Most of Einstein's talk, uh, talks was, was, was not on science. It was actually on world politics. And Einstein himself called it world Zionism. And world Zionism it literally is nothing more or less than the Fabian, the scientifically controlled society. That's what he meant by it, uh, that the, the scientific elite had the right to rule. The people and decide the future of the world this was
3: einstein's idea
1: yeah yeah cp snow cp snow did interviews with them as well reading the the interviews on einstein by cp snow yeah do
3: you know a person called profa p-o-p-h-a yes Mm -hmm.
1: who is that uh well i'd have to go into it later this is the end of the show and the music's playing (laughs) okay and uh thanks for calling uh, from Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada It's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you